Everyone, thanks for joining us today. You know, this episode is going to be shorter and it's going to be a little bit different. And it's going to recognize that for many of us living through current times, we're living in a new world. Uh, overnight, things got kind of got flipped on their head and it just seemed wrong to release the episode that we had planned in light of current events. While there's incredible value and it's going to be coming to you in the, in the near future and we have some really awesome strategies lined up, we just we didn't, we wanted to be mindful of, of the season and what's going on right now in people's actual lives, uh, because we're living in unprecedented times. And so Brad and I are recording from different locations, but we felt it was important to do this recording. So I guess uh, with that, uh, Brad, how you doing today, buddy? Oh, Jonathan, I am, uh, I'm doing, you know, as well as I can. Well, hold on. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't go there, huh? You couldn't just uh, say I it. Couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really want to say I'm doing I, quite I well. Almost, I almost, I almost, I almost want that, that, that putt in there. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah, well, Ed, we it could, was going to be in there until you started talking, yeah. you crazy person. <laughs> No, I mean, Jonathan, I'm, I'm doing as well as I can, certainly. I think uh, what we talked about a, a week or two ago with prepared, not scared is, is how I'm approaching life right now. And I think, like you said, we are cognizant that the world has changed and we need to provide optimism and strategies and value to our community, right? And we need to do this on a more timely basis. The Monday episode that we were scheduled to release today, we recorded a couple months ago. And like you said, while it's a wonderful episode, we couldn't in good conscience release it today because it it is just not timely. And I think you and I are going to try to produce much more timely episodes from here on out, maybe even potentially five days a week here. I know it's tough to commit to that. I'd like to say that if we actually are able to pull off uh, five days a week of podcasting, it's going to be due to the social distancing with style that we are pulling off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the first time I've recorded from my house in well over a year, right? It's, uh, yeah, this is unusual, but I think you and I are both really practicing this in, in significant terms. And I know while I wouldn't call it a 100% self-quarantine that we're under here, it's pretty darn close. I mean, we're pretty much just going out to the grocery store. And while that is very difficult, frankly, you know, when friends invite us over or, or whatnot, like we believe that this is important for society as a whole to, to keep this distance. And again, it's, it's not easy, but sometimes the, you know, like we've said before with the Jersey Gregoric quote, which is easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. And I think making the hard choices, that's, that's a hallmark of the financial independence mindset. You know, it's, I'm so glad you, you framed that the way you did in that this, this social distancing that my family has decided to, to do as well, um, is not really so much about my individual health or individual concern. Uh, it is more as I look at the data and I listen to medical professionals and scientists, not, not the news, but like the medical community who I respect and trust and consider myself a part of. They're telling me that the best thing I can do to help other people is get out of the way for a period of time. And even if, you know, you feel invincible as an individual, like if you can, if this is, if the hard thing you can do right now is just to retreat a little bit, to 
ensure that others are safe, then it seems like a pretty small price to pay. And I think that's kind of the place that we're coming from. And we're trying to, we're trying to demonstrate this out in our own lives. Yeah. And everything in life is about mindset in, in my estimation. And I think what we're trying to do here as a family is like Laura has said, and I'll, I'll quote her verbatim because this was brilliant. She said, we could look at this next easily month because the kids are already off for a couple of weeks and then we have spring break. So at, at the minimum, this is going to be a month. We have a month together as a family. And that is time, as she said, that we will never have an opportunity like this again, right? Like this is, this is when you frame something, when you look for the positive, we get to spend this time together. And it's really, it's been remarkable. We have kind of like a, a loose schedule for each day where we certainly have family reading time. We have exercise, Jonathan, my, the four of us have run this uh, course throughout our neighborhood and we're like logging our times and seeing how much we can take off each day. I mean, this is literally day two of this that we've already done. Uh, we have board game time, of course, scheduled twice a day. And, well, of course. You know, right. How could you not? Right. We have, uh, you know, different schoolwork and just all sorts of stuff. Right. But this is our plan as opposed to, oh no, what are we going to do? Like, we're not sitting here dooming and glooming right? Like, because that doesn't move us forward. But what does move us forward is saying, all right, let's look at the bright side of this and let's have this amazing family time together. And I, I really, I think that rethink has, has helped all four of us here. Yeah. We're kind of doing the same thing. I'm actually using this opportunity to get my, my son who appears to be just at the cusp of appreciating board games. We've have a couple cooperative games that we're playing. I think one of them is called chicken coop. And then we just busted out Mexican trains, which is a domino based game. And he is matching up uh, one domino to the next. And we were able to keep his attention two and a half years old, able to keep his attention on it for about 25 to 30 minutes. So uh, certainly reframing. I think that's a big part of this. Like there's so much out there that we can't control. So what can you control? Let's focus on that and let's look for the optimism. Let's look for the bright spots in those moments. And I think what I want to frame this series as, you know, I don't think we'll be doing five shows a week for forever, um, but I think our community needs us or wants us to do this, to kind of be a part of their life and their life has enough disruption as it is right now that hopefully we can be just a source of financial resilience, bringing you, you know, thoughts and feedback from the community, helping us connect to each other even though maybe we're not hanging out, you know, in person right now, is there a way that we can, we can realize that the world is moving forward and we're going to get through this. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be better because we're doing this together and we're learning from the experiences of those who've gone through this before. And you, and you know, what's interesting, Brad, I was talking to, to Jillian from Everyday Courage. Uh, she was here recording with us this, this past week uh, for the podcast, Everyday Courage, the new season's going to be coming up this summer. and. In this conversation, we were talking about the, the financial independence movement as we think about it, as it's increasingly be, been coined. And a lot of people, especially in the mainstream, basically attribute the movement to a 10-year bull market. Um, and there, uh, there's certainly a, a little bit of truth in that, in that many, many, many thousands, if not tens of thousands of millionaires were made over the past decade. But very rightly so, she pointed out, and this is something that I've long believed, that the financial independence movement, the modern movement that we think of now was born out of the 2008 financial crisis. When people realize, like when everything's great, 
you're willing to settle for a six. You're willing to be paycheck to paycheck because you think it'll always just be the same. When that confidence is ripped out from underneath you and you realize that your employer can't, can't, can't take care of you, the government's not gonna be able to step in and take care of you. Everything that you took for granted and thought was just gonna be there, which would allow you to get to the next paycheck, just isn't. There's a clenching feeling in your gut that takes a long time, maybe never completely goes away. It causes a scarring potentially. And you say, I will do, yes, this is going to be painful, but I will do whatever it takes to never have to experience this again. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the power, the autonomy, the freedom that comes from saving money. Like to me, that is the bedrock of the financial independence movement. It's not gains in the stock market. That's, I mean, that's all well and good, but the underpinning of this is saving money and having that space because things are always, because I guess, I mean, and I hate to say like this, but I think of like the Starks on game of Thrones, right. And winter is coming. And and I don't look at that as a negative thing. I, I know a lot of people do like that can be pessimistic, but to me, it's just kind of a mindset of, it's not always going to be great. And you have to know that that's life and the economy and even your job. It, it's cyclical. And to think otherwise is foolish to think that everything is going to be roses all the time is absolutely foolish. So you have to prepare yourself for, okay, there are eventualities that could happen. Now, that doesn't mean get stuck in your head and freak out and worry about all the horrible things that can happen, but look at what are somewhat reasonable likelihoods of, okay, what if I lost my job? Am I going to be out on the street? Is my family going to be out on the street in 60 days? No, of course not, because we've saved money for a very, very long time, right? And so many people in the financial independence community can survive after losing a job because they've saved a boatload of money. That doesn't require being at financial independence. Like we've said all along, Jonathan, it's, and as farther along this path you get, you have more power and autonomy and you have more resilience. That's a word that we're bringing into this. And, and frankly, we should have all along, but in light of current situation, resilience is something that's on our mind. And I think of this as a movement that leads towards more resilience in every aspect of your life, certainly financially and certainly mentally as well. And when we think about the people that, that had that wake up moment in 2008, 2011, 2012, people that had time, they're going into this, into this next moment, this now that we're in right now. And certainly they're concerned about the health, the loss of life, the damage that would come from a virus becoming a pandemic spreading. And, and, and there's, there's faces and names attached to that. So there certainly is worry attached to that. But from an economic perspective, they kind of have a little bit more of a, a sense of security. I wouldn't say a smile on their face, but it's a, okay, we're here again and this time I'm ready. And then there's other individuals that maybe found this within the last three or four or five years and they're really getting some momentum. And this just feels like a punch to the gut. I mean, it just knocked the wind out of them. And those people are the ones that for the first time are saying, oh my goodness, I just lost my lost, quote unquote, my net worth just went down a hundred K, right? How, like, if you think about it in this context, how incredible is it 
that you can say, I, I lost, quote unquote, as in didn't sell, but I, my net worth has gone down 100K. The average American is paycheck to paycheck. They can't figure out what to do for the next four weeks. You have the, like, see what the news does with all the billionaires. Jeff Bezos lost $1 billion last week, $7 billion. Like, no, he didn't lose anything. He's just, he's just fine. You know, the value of Amazon has gone down over the last week. The value of the companies you held, the perceived value has gone down, but you have wealth to lose right now. You, you can, you can buffer that and you're an infinitely better situation than when you were paycheck to paycheck before you got started. And then those individuals that are, are just getting started by listening to this information now, you're, you're making the steps before it gets really bad, right? Before you have an opportunity now, maybe not to completely course correct and solve this entire thing, but you prepare now while you can with the revenue that you know is, is, is coming and the expenses that you have, you can course correct. And we're going to work through those different scenarios for all of those individuals over the next several months we're going to be talking about how to best serve you where you are. And wherever you are, no matter how great or bad you have it, I think there's room to improve and be financially resilient. Yeah, so Jonathan, as we move forward with this, like we said, five-day-a-week podcast, we're going to provide timely value. And we're going to be here as part of a support system, a community, like we've talked about for years on this podcast this is a community. We are all in this together. So if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have things that you're doing well, wins, even in these hard times, we need to talk about this in the Facebook group. And then Jonathan, you and I can bring this to the podcast, right? This is what we want to do now. We want this to be timely. We want this to be a place of support, but also information. So frankly, if we see that there are experts that we can bring on about the economy, the market, even the medical situation. Like I would love to do that all from the frame of how can we provide value to our community and as always kind of stay ahead of the game. That's what we do in the FI community. We're not reactive. We stay ahead of things. And I think this shift to doing this much more often, five days a week is going to provide that value. All right, if you're hearing about this concept of financial independence or financial resilience for the first time and you want to join our community, go to chooseify.com slash start. We'll see you next time.